The Tennis Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblepodcast.com slash dog to enter our bonus contest. Five winners will receive hats, shirts, and a $50 SGPN gift card. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bet, sports and rich platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Out the Hall of Fame Bets app for the day to bets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. The Tennis Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Game Podcast. And Eric, it is currently early Sunday morning, roughly 1 a.m. Eastern Time on March 3rd. And we're going to go through the final in Santiago here for this episode. As for the unusual background, I am currently in a hotel room in Pennsylvania. So because of that, I ended up having to record this episode a bit later. Apologies, but the point is the match is actually going to be taking place at around 5 p.m. Eastern time. So a lot of time uh, before the actual start of the match. Either way, though, point is we're going to preview one match in this episode only. Should be a fun one between Baez and Tabilo. So we're going to talk about that one. But before getting to the actual uh, preview of that match, do you want to take care of what happened on Saturday, starting off with the lock and dog picks overall, not good for us. Ended up losing both plays in the Umber and Bublik match. Had the under six and a half aces for Umber at minus 110. Wasn't close. He had six aces in the first set, I believe. Then he slowed down, had three in the second set, but he kind of went crazy serving in the first set, and that definitely killed the lock there. For the dog, we ended up having the over three and a half breaks at plus 150. Had a couple of missed opportunities there, uh, mostly for Umber to break Bublik in the first set mul- on multiple occasions. Bublik had a couple of breakpoint chances too, including a chance to break back in the 3-5 game, and he ended up not being able to pull it off. So either way, point is Umber did end up getting the job done as he won in straight sets. I believe now he's officially the number 14 player in the world. Umber's had a great year. I've said before, I think he will eventually be in the top 10, and he keeps closing that distance, and he clo- uh, keeps getting closer to achieving that goal. So once again, not a great day for the actual picks. As for the actual matches themselves, I mentioned Umber again in the job done easily in straight sets against Bublik as he won 6-4, 6-3. Besides that, you had another final. You had the final Nakapoko, and Dimenauer was able to defend his title as he ended up beating Rude 6-4, 6-4. Rude is officially now 10-10 and in ATP finals. All 10 titles are 250s. Nine of them are clay 250s. And you're looking at some of the losses in the finals. Those include... Three Grand Slams, the ATP Finals where he lost to Djokovic, a Masters 1000 event, and an ATP 500. So, Rude, I know a lot of jokes go around of him being Mr. ATP 250. You're not wrong because he has only won 250s and mostly clay. He had a shot to change the narrative in uh, the Saturday match against Dimenauer and Acapulco because that is a 500 but Dimenauer got the job done as he won in straight set. So Rude ended up falling short second straight week. He made a final in Mexico and then lost in the final in straight sets. As for Dimenauer, he's still in very solid form. Bit annoying because we took him to win Los Cabos, and then he won the tournament after, so that kind of sucks. But either way, props to Dimenauer for getting the job done and for winning in straight sets against Rude. Uh, besides that, though, to get into the uh, actual Santiago matches for Saturday. You had one really good one and one very straightforward one. You had Tabilo getting the job done against Mutet. Not easy at all. In fact, he came back from a set down and he ended up winning 7-5 in the third. I believe he was also down a break in the third set and he came back and got the job done. 
Point is, Mutet was our 40 to 1 shot. He had a great chance to win, and he ended up blowing a break lead in the third. Not going to criticize him too hard. It was a 40 to 1 shot, and we took a flyer with him, and he almost took us to the uh, title match. But either way, point is, uh, you end up seeing Mutet. Uh, not do enough to get over the finish line. He was very, very close, but to be able to eventually use the home crowd advantage to give him a bit of an energy boost late in that match, and he ended up setting the fans home happy as he's going to be in his second ATP final of the season after winning in Auckland earlier this year. Now, as for the other match, it was very straightforward, the opposite of the first match, because Baez absolutely destroyed Martinez as he won 6-4, 6-2. So Baez won a, an ATP 500 last week in Rio, and he parlayed that into a final run in a 250 in Santiago. We'll see if Baez can win back-to-back clay titles when he was capable of doing so, but the point is he is going to be a pretty decent favorite for the final, and to get into the actual preview of said final, uh, we're going to get into uh, the actual odds first. We're going to start off with the uh, simple odds, then we'll get into some of the more complicated stuff. So you have Baez as the favorite at minus 201. You have Tabilo at plus 171, uh, looking at the actual over-under, 22.5 over is minus 105, the under is minus 115. As for game spread, Baez minus 2.5 games is minus 120, and Tabilo plus 2.5 games is even money. Uh, to get into some of the other bets here, you can find the over two and a half sets at plus 135. You can find buys and straight sets at plus 135. To be able to win a set is minus 165. And to be able to win in straight sets is a plus 350. Now, the head to head has been a tale of two meetings because each meeting was very lopsided for different people. Uh, you ended up seeing them face off in Cordoba in 2022. So they faced off in in uh, Baez's backyard, and Tabilo did win that one 6-1-7-6. They faced off, though, in Buenos Aires uh, in 2021, and Baez did win that one 6-1-6-0. So the point is you have seen Baez and Tabilo have moments against each other, and maybe that'll be the case once again in this one. Baez, though, lost the first set to Varias, and he has been rolling ever since. As He, is, is he, uh, he has won each of the uh, next six sets by at least two games. So he ended up beating Munar in straight sets, beat Martinez in straight sets, and won the last two sets against Varias. He's been in good form, not to mention his title run in Rio the previous week. As for Tabilo, he's been in good form too, as he ended up beating Mutet in three in the semis, beat Darderi in straight sets, and beat Barrios Vera in straight sets. So the point is, I do think looking at this overall matchup, it should be an interesting one because the head-to-head doesn't really tell you anything because each guy has had success against the opposition in one of the two matches. Baez, though, I do think has looked sharper over the last couple rounds, and I do think he's faced off against better competition. I know Varias hasn't been in good form uh, for the entire season, but we know he is a pretty good clay player. Uh, beat Hercatch, for example, in the French Open last year. But beat Varias, beat Munar, good clay player, and beat Martinez, who was a former champion at this event. Tabilo really hasn't beaten anybody in this event, ended up beating Mutet, who was a qualifier, who made a Cinderella run, ended up beating Darderi. That is a good win. Again, props there. Darderi is still young, though, so we're not exactly sure how good he is, but he is an ATP t- uh, champion, so I guess that is a good win there. And he beat Barros Vera in the first match. I am not a big Barros Vera guy, and I've mentioned that several times. Not really a big fan of his game, but I do think Baez's uh, level of competition has been better uh, than... 
Uh, to be low, so you can argue that Baez is just in better form based on how they've looked in this event. Now, the issue, though, is to be low does have a very, very strong home court advantage because he is Chilean. And of course, the tournament is taking place in Chile. So you will see crowd support pretty heavily for to be low. Maybe that'll take him over the finish line. But Baez, we know, is the better player. And that's why he just won a 500. It's why he's won many clay titles and he's going to win a lot more in the future so it should be a pretty fun matchup uh just based on the different style of plays we know Baez is willing to rally a lot and Baez is very short in stature to be a bit taller and his serve is definitely better now he's also willing to rally but i do think Baez is going to have to uh, do some damage returning against Tabilo's serve. He also can sprinkle in some volleys in there, so you might see some serve and volley approaches. But the point is, Baez, we know, is not exactly a great server because of his stature, and you're looking at Tabilo being a pretty good server. I think he's underrated in that area, and Tabilo is okay at rallying. Baez does have an advantage there, but the point is, I do think if Tabilo's going to win, he's going to have to shorten the points. It just seems to me that the longer the rallies go, the better off Baez will be, and we'll see how the match plays out. Should see a bit of both guys kind of dictating the, I'd say, tempo and flow of the match or in the overall points. I think you're going to see a very competitive match, a very close one. I am going to lean to the over in this match. I think you're going to see potentially three sets. Baez, I know, is the better player, but Tabilo can force a 7-5 or a 7-6. We've seen a couple of those in this event already as he ended up beating a Darderi 7-5 in the second set, and he also ended up beating Barros Vera in the second set, 7-5. So you've seen a couple of longer sets. Baez, we know, can be a bit erratic at times, uh, especially with the forehand side. I think Tabilo will do enough to keep it competitive. Am I picking him to win? No. I think Baez is going to win. You could argue maybe it ends up going in straight sets. I would disagree, but I think you can, in a world, see a 7-6-6-4 type thing. So maybe you like the over in this matchup, but I do think Baez will eventually find a way to get the job done Talent is just undeniable, uh, and I think that you're looking at Baez being the more talented player by a pretty decent margin. Props to Tabilo, though, who's had a good start to his uh, 2024 campaign, winning his first ever ATP title on hard court in Auckland. Now he has a chance to do it in front of, in front of his home uh, fans, which you could say is a very big moment for him, and that should help calm the nerves. I don't know about that, because we saw Bagnus, for example, make a very deep run in his home country, and then he got destroyed by Darderi in the final, and you could see that nerves were potentially a factor in a negative way for him, because there's a lot of added pressure in that area, and to Bilo, maybe the pressure is going to be present, maybe he's going to struggle early, but Baez is very solid, is in great form, and I do think that the value is on him to win in some capacity. I am going to lean to Baez minus two and a half games. I will lean to the over in sets as well. And I do think that Baez has maybe a chance to win in straight sets at plus 135. I don't mind the straight sets. Once again, I'm picking the over two and a half sets as a bigger lean for me. So I'm not going to agree with you. But if Baez did win two competitive sets, I would not totally be shocked. And plus 135 is a pretty decent price. But simply put, give me Baez. I think he's a better player. We've seen him win multiple titles on clay already. Uh, well, we've, we've seen him win one this year, and he's won multiple last year. So I do think that Baez is in better form. I think he'll look sharper. He's more experienced in ATP finals, and I think he'll get the job done, despite the home crowd being in heavy support of Tabilo. Now, that's going to actually wrap it up for the actual uh, preview of that match.
I also forgot to mention before, uh, which I should have done, don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube if you are new to the show. Uh, also, a reminder to rate and review the podcast on Spotify or Apple, and a reminder that we also have merch on the SGPN merch store. So if you want to support the show and you want to buy a Tennis Gambling Podcast hat or uh, mug, then check out the merch store, and you can find the uh, products available on that platform. But anyway, that's going to wrap it up for the actual preview of the final in Santiago. It was going to be a very short episode anyway, because we have one match to talk about only. So now that we got that out of the way, time to quickly have a word from our sponsor. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the easiest place to play fantasy sports, and it's also the fastest-growing fantasy app in the industry. They also have great pick'em games, so you can pick whether your favorite players will go hot, will go higher or lower on stat totals in their upcoming games. You also can make a lot of, of uh, money because you can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players to build a pick'em entry can also make rivals picks, which pits two players against each other. So you can choose, for example, in a basketball game, which player will have more points. You can also look at some tennis. They have some interesting options on the platform. They have aces. They have double faults. A lot of creative options to look into. But a reminder to sign up today with the promo code SGPN to get a first deposit doubled up to $100, as well as an instant pick'em special. Visit underdogfantasy.com. And f- or find them in the App Store. And don't forget to register with the promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to $100 with an instant pick'em special. Must be 18 plus and present in a state where Underwood Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concern with your play? Call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Also, a reminder that SGPN is teaming up with Underdog to give you even more of a bonus. Sign up between now and the end of the month and five winners will receive an Underdog hat. Underdog shirt and a $50 SGPN gift card. Sign up today using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamepockets.com slash dog to enter the contest for your chance to win. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame Bets. Sports analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea. And Hall of Fame Bets' revolution and prop lines are told to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop back in the dark and join over 30,000 users reaching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, dad-driven parlays. Download the app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Welcome back, everyone, to the Tennis Gambling Podcast. Just finished previewing the Sunday final in Santiago between Baez and Tabilo. Now it is time for the lock and dog pick, starting off with the lock. I am going to go with Baez minus two and a half games at minus 120. Baez has been in phenomenal form. We saw him win each of his last eight matches, the three matches in Santiago, and you also had him win five matches in Rio in route to a title. The point is Baez has been cooking, and I do think looking at the overall form, Tabilo has been in good form as well, but he has faced off against weak competition. Mutet was a fortunate draw for him. Yes, it was competitive. Yes, we gave out Mutet to win the tournament. But the point is, he was a qualifier. So you ended up seeing a couple of higher seeds like Jari, for example, lose before facing him. So that was a pretty favorable draw for him, which is why Tabilo was a pretty decent favorite of like minus 190 in that match. But he beat Mutet in a war. Darderi, good win there. We don't exactly know how good Darderi is long term. And he beat Barrios Vera who has never really been successful on the ATP Tour. Baez beat Martinez in straight sets, Munar in straight sets, and Varias uh, while covering the line in all three of these matches. 
All three of them are good on clay. I think you're looking at Baez, who's in better form. Tabilo, maybe the nerves will get to him, being in front of the home crowd. We'll see what happens. But the point is, you're looking at Baez being very capable of covering this number. He's covered the spread in seven of his last eight matches. He's also won each of the last six sets by at least two games. So he's been dominant here, especially after that first set against Varias. I see Baez opening up a decent lead here. Tabilo, we know, can get broken multiple times in a given set. And I do think that Baez will be able to use consistency and is increasing, I'd say, comfort with the courts in Santiago. I think it's going to work out for him. And I think he's the more talented player by a wide margin, which bodes well for him. And I do think at the end of the day, it might be close for a set or two. I'm going to mention a play in a second for my dog, which might seem con- like kind of, uh, I'd say, a play that might contradict my lock, but I don't think it actually does, but you can make an argument it will. Either way, though, point is I expect to see a competitive match, but I do think Baez will eventually get a blowout set in route to what should be another ATP title. Now, for my actual dog, give me the over two and a half sets at plus 135. couple reasons for it. Uh, the first reason is going to be based on this actual matchup. The second reason will be based on history in Santiago. So starting off, with the head-to-head, uh, I'd say, reason why I am going to go with the over two and a half sets. Baez in great form, but he's not faced many great servers, and I do think that Tabilo can sprinkle in some volley game as well, which can give Baez, some, uh, I'd say, some issues in general. But I do think you're going to end up seeing a couple of competitive sets. I do think Tabilo can find a way to sneak a set in if Baez is not fully up to task for at least one of the first two sets. But the reason why I am going to go with it is also a historical play. Because uh, the final in Santiago has been a three-set magnet uh, magnet for a long time. Eight of the nine ATP Santiago title matches have gone to three sets. Eight of nine. Historically speaking, I got to back that at plus 135. The point is we have seen two players year in, year out have moments in the actual match. One guy starts off well, then they'll cool off, and the other guy will step up and you go to three, but eight of the last nine in this tournament have gone to three sets. That seems like a trend I got to blindly back, especially at plus 135, so I am going to go with it. Now, once again, that does kind of lead to a potential issue because Baez, I'm picking a cover two and a half, and I am predicting a war at the same time. I know it sounds a little bit, I'd say, difficult to actually find that common middle ground to sweep, but I do think Tabilo can get run out in at least one set where Baez is able to coast. We saw him win a set against Varia 6-2, won a set against Martinez 6-2, won a set, or won both sets against Navone uh, 6-2-6-1, beat Sarundalo 7-5-6-0. He's been winning a bunch of blowout sets recently, and I do think that can bode well for the spread, despite what I think should be a three-set matchup. Not to mention the fact that Baez had a much easier a match in the semis as he ended up beating Martinez in straight sets comfortably while Tabilo had to play for two and a half hours against the qualifier in an absolute war in a match he arguably should have lost. Fatigue could be an issue, but give me Baez minus two and a half games is my lock and give me the over two and a half sets at plus 135. That's going to wrap it up for this episode. Find me on Twitter at Rice Show Radio. Find me on the NBA show, the MLB show, other podcasts with the network. A reminder, by the way, for the next episode, I'm going to be covering Indian Wells. We have our first Masters 1000 title of the calendar year. So it should be fun. Now, normally, I do have a bit of, I'd say, sad news. Uh, Normally, I would cover every round of the uh, Masters 1000 events. This year, probably not. I am going to be going to Florida next week for family reasons. 
Because of that, I probably will not have the time to actually record episodes for every round. I might have to go back to going to the quarters. I said the preview and outrights, then the quarters. So we might have to break our rule here and go into the Masters 1000 event that's coming up and using the same format for episodes and the same schedule that we had for the 250s and the 500s. Just for this event, we'll see what happens. The next episode, though, will be on the preview and the outrights, so stay tuned for that. But until next time, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone.